Scott. He's Lee. And we're here to save the movies. Episode number one. Killer, Killer Clowns, Clowns from, from Outer Space. space. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Save the Movies podcast. All right. And, uh, uh, yes, uh, so uh, we're opening up here. Uh, I'm going to open up with our intro and our mission statement real quick. Our mission statement is uh, you can enjoy, I don't want to say bad movies, but movies that people think are bad and appreciate them as actually being good. Mm-hmm. And I think Killer Clowns is a good example of that because I think it's an actually genuinely good movie. So this is your guilty pleasure that you don't no. need to feel guilty about. That's right. Basically. That's right. Don't feel guilty about liking stuff that's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to open up with uh, uh, just a quick overview. Killer Clowns from Outer Space, I'm, if you haven't heard of it, you probably have, if you're listening to this, because you're probably interested in stuff that <laughs> is about... Like uh, Alex's books. Yes. <laughs> probably like Killer Clowns if, from if, Outer Space. Uh, uh, about Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That really is what it's about. Aliens come down, they look like clowns, they kill people. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's the basic overview. I mean, it, the title says it all. So it's a horror movie. Yeah, I'd say I'd call it a. I mean, it's not it's horrific. A horror genre. I mean, it has some horrific elements, but sure, it's, it's not the jump scare kind no, of. Horror no, no. But uh, intended to be scary on some level, and it is if you actually thought about it. I mean, sure. I mean, I know that people are like, oh, and it, you know, a lot of it's played for laughs, but it is sort of a dark comedy. I mean, people are getting killed, and these clowns are not nice. <laughs> there's a couple of genuinely creepy scenes in this this story, as far as I'm concerned. Like, there's. One or two where it's just like, oh, that's terrifying to me. <laughs> and no, I'm not one of the guys who's like, I'm scared of clowns. You're not scared of clowns. Generic scare. <laughs> that's right. I've just impugned everybody's fear of clowns. No, no, no. I feel like that's a very common It's a pretty common feeling. thing that's going to come up when people watch this. Movie. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, it's oh, fine. Oh, Bobby hates clowns. Yeah. Let's make him watch this. Yeah. I mean... I get it. You know, everyone's... Clowns are kind of weird. I'm not a big fan of clowns. <laughs> well, I feel like we have some theories about how the killer clowns from outer space oh, yeah, relate yeah. to our, our terrestrial yes. clowns. <laughs> we're going to get into. We'll get into. Before we get into the details, we're not going to get into spoilers right away. We're just going to talk overall. Right, we're going to share so. our cons. What is, what is the con you might have about the movie? I think we were talking about it earlier. Some of the acting is not... The most solid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I've seen much worse acting yeah. in even modern day uh, B movies, but some of it's a little broad, not not terribly broad. And when it is broad, it works sometimes intentionally. Uh, the main uh, actor, one of the main actors of the three central characters, uh, what's his name? Mike. Uh, Mike, played by Grant Kramer. He's good about half the time, and about the other half the time, he's a little more broad than he should be, yeah. especially when he's playing against the other two who are not playing as broad. Well, it's not bad enough to, like... No, no, it doesn't derail it. Or no, no. Um, let's see. Some other cons. The effects are definitely of their time. But yeah, but they're pretty they're, solid. They're pretty decent. They're pretty players. solid. The animation bits are pretty solid. I think, yeah. I think... I guess you consider that a con. I don't only consider that a con if, if you don't have enough imagination to enjoy the work that it does. Because they're pretty solid overall. Right. I didn't but, really have a problem with it. But I could see somebody having a con right. with it. Yeah. That's really it. What's our pros? Well, oh, do you have another con? I have one more con, oh boy. which is I couldn't stop thinking about the physics of things, <laughs> <laughs> and you really shouldn't. <laughs> you I keep explaining. There is a line in this movie that explains it all. Because you're right, you're Scott. We're watching this together, and Scott's like, "Well, what about the 
the physics how does that work and i'm just like it's like it doesn't it's clown physics because there's one point where they get shot with popcorn and one of the characters even says why popcorn and the other character says because they're clowns and i'm like he's dead he's nailed it he's nailed the entire right premise of the movie so once you understand that they're not using as far as i'm concerned they're not using they're not using science they're using magic Right. Well, I can reconcile this. Maybe the universe is based on clown physics. Right. That was my logic. (laughs) We just don't realize yet. (laughs) They have level of, you know, there's that saying about if the technology gets high enough level, it becomes indistinguishable from magic. Right. I'm like, that's what what killer clowns is. I'm very familiar with that that idea. They have have reached singularity. (laughs) (laughs) And that means you have have cotton candy guns. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, maybe this is just the way it is. Interstellar travel doesn't work unless you're in a circus tent. <laughs> or maybe maybe every alien race has their own special uh, sub. There's like a race of interstellar cowboys. <laughs> race of interstellar uh, jugglers. You have to be a stereotype. <laughs> yes, you have to be a stereotype to achieve interstellar travel. So I guess the, the conclusion is it's consistent, at least. <laughs> it is consistent. You know, I think that's one of the things is it's... As a as a writer myself of, of fantasy, I'm like I'm not always looking for believability. I'm looking for the consistency. Hmm. Um, it's more important to me that you follow the rules you create. And in this case, the rules clearly establish that they can do clown things in murderous ways. <laughs> it would it would almost be actually inconsistent if suddenly they started displaying consistent technology in like physical ways because it would seem weird. Well, why would you suddenly be limited? <laughs> Right. <laughs> when you haven't been limited before. Right. So I guess I had a problem with it at first. Right. But once and... you get in the swing of things. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I knew that this was not going to be strictly any kind of science-based movie. Right. It's not like... Well, but I... I There's still that, that hump you have to get over. I think. Right. Well, I guess not for me, man. I'm, I'm cool. I'm more imaginative. <laughs> I actually think that's one of the things I liked about this movie is... is... Maybe not if you're an artist, I guess. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing is... And I know it's going to be sound weird, but I always hate when they do something in fantasy or science fiction that is irrelevant. You know, like they'll have a character show up and he's like an alien, but he doesn't really do anything alien. He's not an alien. He doesn't have any alien abilities. It's just, he's a guy with a rubber forehead. Okay, that's nice, but who cares? What I like about this is, this isn't just, let's just make monsters and make them look like clowns. Let's actually make clowns being a part of what they are. And how they attack. I know that's dumb, but that's really important. You know, like uh, yep. recently I saw Secret Life of Pets. And one of the reasons I really enjoyed that movie was, even though they're obviously much smarter than pets, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sure. much smarter. It's really important that like, it's, that shows up in the scenes. The animals they are show up as their behavior and their story elements. That's a really, even when they, you know, like like there's the, I get off Secret Life of Pets, but like the the falcon, I can't remember his name. But, like, I love it. Like, his character is really, like, he wants friends, but he's also a murderous death bird. And that's a really good part because it's, it incorporates the character and the element. And that's what Killer Clowns is. These these guys show up and they embody that aspect. They're yeah. not. It's not just a gimmicky thing. It's actually something they thought about. I, I agree that the pets in the uh, Secret Life pets were very well done. Right. I mean, the cat was a cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like their attitude and the way they behaved was was very, very much like that. And I and I thought that was in the same way Killer Clowns, it's like they didn't just write, oh well they eat people and they're clowns. It's like, no, they're they've got cotton candy guns, they put on puppet shows, they use shadow puppets, stuff like that. Right. You, you were saying earlier they could easily have murdered everyone in town. Yeah. In about two minutes. Right. I mean they're really powerful, but instead they're just like, well, we're gonna have fun with clowns. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, so is that, cons, the, is that the con? So the pros are, I think, uh, I actually think the FX are pretty solid for their time. And I do love the, uh, the fact that it incorporates clowns. I think the pacing is solid. I really like the movie. Some movies seem like they're too rushed. But now a lot of times movies seem like they're too slow for me. I guess I'm just immature, whatever. Um, this one, like, it really moves. Yeah, it's definitely a thing with modern movies yeah. that you won't... There's no payoff for a while. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to spend 30 minutes wandering around with these idiots. Well, they're spending 20 minutes trying to build suspense. Right. Yes. And it's just, in a lot of cases, it's too long. Right. It's well, well done. And especially in this case, if you're going to call your movie Killer Clowns from Outer Space, it's not like you're holding back on the clowns. Right. It's not like when I show up, I'm like, what is that? Well, I know it's a, it's a killer clown. <laughs> Right, I mean, three minutes in, we saw a cloud. Right, it's like there's a, there's a, the ship comes down, it's not like I'm going to be like, ooh, what's going to be in there? It's not called like Alien Threat, it's called Killer Clowns. It's like, don't, that's another thing, you don't, if you give me the title, know that I'm paying attention. Right, this is no, like, Aliens movie. This isn't Cloverfield. Cloverfield. What does that mean? Alien. You don't Ooh. see the alien for a long time. Right. Yeah. Well, that's different. That's sort of an old uh, traditional haunted house thing kind of thing. And, and it, it works okay in that way. I mean, that's a different movie for a different style. But it would be... If it had right. been called Chestburster, it would have been right. really annoying. Like <laughs> What's going to happen to that guy? Well, he's... Chestburster is going to get him. I like Alien. It's It may not be a great example. There are movies like But I know what you're talking about. That. Yeah. Extend that way too long. Well, and, and Alien's a very, very deliberate choice, which is we'll come back, I think we'll come back to over and over on this, is it's deliberate choice. I think sometimes people do it just because they're imitating. Oh, I'm building suspense. No, you're not. You're just boring me. Whereas, like, like, like when it's done well, like Alien or other movies that do it right, it's like, oh, you're building it up because it's like, oh, crap, something bad's happening and I'm getting more and more nervous about it. Killer clowns. It's all clowns. All it gets in. <laughs> not, there's not, there's some scenes that I think are not are, are decently suspenseful, but for the most part, like when the clown's there, he's like, oh, he's going to do something weird, and he's going to. You don't. You're not worried. Yeah. Most of the time, you're like, oh, that guy's it's... not going to get away. That guy's <laughs> the guy who shows up on the stage is not going to get away. There's a little bit of suspense. There's some. Very little. There's a little bit. Um, not, the, not the kind of movie they were going for. No, though. not at all. Not at all. And then I think the the cast overall is pretty solid. I think I really thought John Vernon, who played uh, Sheriff Mooney. Like, he plays him as such a douchebag. Like, this old, angry cop who hates everybody and everything. He's been on the job, like, what, five years too long. And he's, like, you can, and he's probably the most established actor in the in the movie, John Vernon, probably. Because you see That's him in tons time, of definitely. stuff. He's a character. Yeah. And he's he's the best actor in the movie, hands down. And he <laughs> does a good so. job. He, he did very well in his role. Yeah. I can't argue with that. It feels like it was kind of a character of the time. What, <laughs> the angry sheriff? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's always some angry... I think so. part of it's a, a classic, too. I think there's certain classic roles that appear. And, like, this is... I think this is modeled a little bit intentionally after 50s B-movies. Because if you think about it, like, they're at make-out point. Like, they're not just making out. They're at make-out point. That's interesting. And then the the alien lands, and, like, there's a part where they approach... I don't want to get too much into spoilers yet. We're talking about spoilers later. But their approach... Our heroes, uh, uh, Mike and Debbie, Debbie, yeah, they approach, and Debbie's like, "I don't want to get any closer." And Mike's like, "Come on, it'll be fun." <laughs> That's classic fifty stuff. The only difference is normally those teenagers get killed, although not always. There's some other ones that they do that. Like uh, I'm thinking of Invasion of the Saucer Man, which is not nearly as good a movie, but it has the same thing. I know you don't know. If you say so, Scott, you don't know, man. You don't have enough filmography. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to it. At some point. <laughs> 
So I think a lot of that was done intentionally. That's interesting. I wonder if that was kind of directly modeled on something. Uh, I think it's just modeled off those tropes. I think those tropes are solid throughout this movie. There's a lot of that. Uh, and so the idea that the kids can't go to the sheriff and get help. Right. Um, now, in this case, I think that they kind of subvert it later on because they have the, the good sheriff who's on the ball, Dave, played by uh, John uh, Allen Nelson. Okay, uh, I wrote those <laughs> I wrote them all down. Um, and he's playing a cop who's kind of skeptical, but he, I like it. And that's one of the things I think about this movie too, is I was going to say pro, nobody stays stupid in it unnecessarily. Right. <laughs> like Everyone's uh, very logical. Right. Like, okay, the people don't take the clown seriously, but why would you? It's a clown. <laughs> right. So they come in. Okay. That's, uh, that's going to be a spoiler. All right. Well, we'll then we'll, later. we'll move later. Um, so uh, what we'll say. But nobody's, it, nobody's behaving in a way that's just. Obviously stupid. Right. Well, it's like you know, when you watch like a Friday the 13th movie and a guy with a machete and a hockey mask is walking through the woods in dirty clothes and some guy's like, hey, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> it's like, right, it's like I mean, at you some deserve point, to die. At some point, everybody's basically accepted the premise that clowns are killing people. Yeah, yeah. And they came from space. Right. It doesn't take many examples. It literally <laughs> is like, well, okay, this is messed up. We right. know what's going on. Yeah. Every, yeah. As soon as anybody has seen a clown kill somebody, they're like, well... <laughs> I'm in. I'm in, right. I get it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't take that many. In fact, even like, I like his Dave the cop, even before he sees a clown kill somebody, he sees something suspicious, and that's enough to get him on, right. on Mike's side, which is a good. So we're going to um, talk about spoilers in a little bit, so if you want to stop <laughs> and watch the, the idea, movie. Right. So the idea here is that the first half, we'll, we'll talk about the movie generally. Yeah. And then if you'd like to stop and watch the movie. Right. And then continue the podcast afterwards. You can share your You are thoughts. welcome to. Yes. Uh, um, so, uh, should we do the... Okay, well, I guess we'll pause. If you're still listening, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Hey, surprise commercial. Scott here. When we recorded this a million years ago, we forgot to pimp our social media links as required by the Podcasting Council of Elders. So here it is. Follow us on Twitter, at SaveTheMovies. Email us at podcast at SaveTheMovies.com. And our website, of course, is SaveTheMovies.com. And if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, you still can't do that. But the other stuff, go for it. You have been... A spoiler alert for a movie from 1988. <laughs> All right, uh, so let's talk about the movie specifically. Okay, All so right. uh, we start out here on Make Out Point, like you were saying. Yes. They're very kind of classic, you know, yeah. kids are just making out in the cars. Don't forget uh, to mention that, I think we also have to mention the Great Killer Clowns theme song, which I love. <laughs> I love that song. Oh, man. I actually had forgotten to bring that up. Right? The, the Killer Clowns song, which is, like, you can, I'm sure you can listen to it right now on YouTube or something. Probably download it offline. <laughs> online. And uh, it's a great song. It's got sort of a weird poppy circus sound to it. And like, it's very 80s, but very circusy too. Right. Circus it's, metal. It's a really, it's a really solid, it's what this movie is to me. It embodies it perfect, perfectly because it's, it's goofy, but intentionally done with, with, with great, with real care. <laughs> yeah. I I think that's what sets this apart from a lot of other movies is that everything in it's fairly well made. Right, and you could tell somebody cared. They weren't just throwing it together. Like sometimes right. you watch like those original sci-fi movies. The Chiodo Brothers. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's mention the they Chiodo brothers. <laughs> uh, the Chiodo brothers, who are still working today, uh, still doing. Uh, they do a lot of special effects animation. Right, uh, claymation type stuff. Claymation. They've done some work on The Simpsons, what it said, and some other things. We looked them up. They have a Wikipedia entry. I, I recommend looking them up. So this um, was their baby. Right. This seems to be the only major motion picture right. that they, they kind of were in control of. Right. Because uh, um, it was directed by one and written right. by and written by two of them. The credits and then, just have like pages of right. And then one of them was a performer. <laughs> uh, production design was uh, which it was you could see it. So these guys, what movies they could have made. I, I'm really curious because Killer Clowns is solid. I would have been more. They achieved their dream. I guess. They did. They and they're still working, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. And and that care that they put into Killer Clowns, I think it shows in their work. <laughs> I would agree. So anyway, the the title song is, is a transition. Basically. Yeah, yeah. They're, it's the intro song to the movie, and then they transition to the makeout point, and it's playing on the radio. Yeah, which is a very kind of like eighties, very very meta thing. Yeah. <laughs> Little little break in the fourth wall. I guess. <laughs> I'd be like, well, it can't be Killer Clowns. We just heard a song. <laughs> <laughs> it's like being attacked from werewolves from London. It just doesn't work. So Mike's making out with Debbie. Mm. Making out. This is... He's making out. It's very loosely making out. I, I, I enjoy... So he kisses her for about three seconds and just barely stops himself from going, yeah. Yeah, and then he looks up and they both look up at the sky and they're like, man, you guys... The youthfulness, uh, that part wasn't quite selling me that. But I don't think that's, <laughs> to be honest, I'm not sure I also wanted to watch him make out for five minutes. So I'm happy either way. Sure. It's just more, I, I guess. I strongly suspect the guy playing Mike was gay <laughs> and not a great actor. <laughs> or maybe he just didn't like her. You never know sometimes. Ooh, if only there was backstage stories. Mess <laughs> now. There's <laughs> She she called him a terrible name. She's like, I can't work with this hack. So yeah, so then the, the the traditional thing, something comes from outer space, and they stop making out. I'm making air quotes here, making out, and and go back to and check on the. There's a oh, don't forget the old man. I love Farmer Green Jean. That's his should name. We, should we mention the ice cream truck first? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mention that truck. So the ice cream guys show up and try to sell. Ice cream to all the I love those guys. <laughs> right? I love those guys. They're they're pretty decent. Yeah, they were goofy, but they were Rose goofy intentionally. And yeah, like yeah. <laughs> and of course they're riding around that and makeup the truck. But that's their introduction. Yeah. Right? They're they're just trying to scam their way into selling ice cream at night. <laughs> <Villain> night. <laughs> night cream. <laughs> nice night cream. It's a terrible name for a product. Oh it's also a terrible eighties band. You don't want to get it. <laughs> I'm going to look that up. It might be a thing. <laughs> there might be a thing. All right. So the thing falls. The, yeah. The shooting star. Mm-hmm. The clown spaceship. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we cut to. And then they go. Uh, oh, yeah. Old man. Old man. Uh, you know his name. I think his name was Green Gene. Green Gene. I think his name was Green uh, Gene Green. No, Gene Green. <laughs> Farmer Gene Green in the credits. I, I didn't look up who played him. I, I really like. Yeah. He's very cantankerous. Again, that's to me traditional. That's traditional like 50s. Because there's always something happening on yeah. the land, and the farmer's the first guy to go find it. And I got to say, right now, one of my best performances in this movie is his dog, Pooh Bear. <laughs> the hound dog. I love Pooh Bear the hound dog. Because most of the time when you see these dogs, I think you're right, uh, Scott, because he's like, the, the, you'll see the pets, the animals, and they're always kind of looking off screen because they're looking at the trainer, not the person. You said you think this might have been his actual dog? I think it was his dog. That must be good acting if it's not his actual dog, right. because I bought it. <laughs> I think they just knew an old guy, a dog. Because the dog looked at him, 
and yeah. like paid attention yeah. to him. And then when the dog, uh, you already read, you've already watched this, hopefully, if not, the dog gets kidnapped when they find the big circus tent, the spaceship. <laughs> the dog gets kidnapped, and the uh, farmer, Gene, is really, like, angry. He's really yeah. pissed. He has his Oscar moment. Right, because he's like, and I'm like, give me back my pool bear. Right. I was actually like, that was a solid relationship <laughs> for two minutes of film work. I was like, okay, old man, I'm really upset now that they got your dog. It's Those bastards. Love. <laughs> the uh, the real and fake animals <laughs> seem to be some of your favorite actors. I I did. There was also okay. We'll get you know you get to that like the blue yeah. animal. I love the balloon the balloon puppy. Dave and I mean Mike and Mike Debbie. And Debbie, I believe they go into the spaceship as a lark. The first they think is just a tent. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, Which you would think it's a potential thing. It's, but again, this is where I, we talked about the movie, where I give credit to the intelligence of the characters, because, yeah, Mike's a little slow. Because, well, why would you think you're in a spaceship? But Debbie is really, like, pretty quickly on the ball, is like, no, this is something weird. Yeah. This is... There's a circus tent in right. the middle of the forest, in the dead of night. And it looks weird. And she's like, we're in the spaceship. We're in the spaceship. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, maybe a quicker uptake than than I would have, and you would have, any normal person would have. Sure, but we're also watching a movie, and we know. Right. <laughs> I mean, they got a right ninety minutes to meet. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't need to spend the half an hour for them convincing what we already know. Right. If if there's any fault, they jump to things a little too quickly, but but I, but in this case, I'd much rather I mean, do that than the other. Sure. Right. So they go in the spaceship, and they have that classic moment where. She's like, I don't want to go in there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Before yes. that. Come on. That's right. It's, and that's what I mean. It's classic. It's a classic. I, I mean, I think it's an intentional classic moment. It's like, yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. And then um, once inside the ship, and once they they actually find the cotton candy, because, right. you know, the ray guns turn the people into cotton candy. After they use the elevators with the, the red nose. Oh, yeah, the red nose buttons that pop. <laughs> beep, beep, boop. And then they finally see the clowns come. Like this was the first real solid look. We get the clowns. We get a little bit of a glimpse when they kill Farmer Gene, and the the the, the alien shoots the uh, popcorn at him. Right. Well, they find. Uh, I think they find the farmer. Yeah, they found him. Candy, and he's dead. Shock. Shock. Shocking. Well, at that point, it is. You don't know what happened to him. You sure. just see him shot, but then because you just maybe he got disintegrated. Because you again, we know now that they. <laughs> right, the killer clowns turn you into cotton candy right. for food. I think they show them turning him to cotton candy, sort of, but they but even don't, don't quite show. It. Right, they don't quite show. It. Right, you, I, you know. So um, this is establishing the killer part. Of the right, killer and clowns. and uh, and then, and this is the classic part where they're escaping from the clown. He shoots the the co- the popcorn at them, which is baby clowns, killer clowns. We all know. Well, we know now. We know now. When they get shot, there's the line, and this to me is summarizes the movie really well, where she's like, why popcorn? <laughs> and Mike says, without a hint of irony, because they're clowns. <laughs> and I'm like, Mike's on the ball. He knows what's going on. <laughs> this is Mike's moment of clarity. <laughs> it's that moment. Like, after that, they're both fine, right? They're both, they both know right away. Neither one of them for a second stops and goes like, like, they'll talk for a little bit, but it really is like, well, this is happening. We've got to deal with it now. Right? Right. right? There's no... <laughs> there's no disbeliever in the movie. The closest they get is where they're like... The, the crash of the old sheriff. Yeah. Which is the joke. It's sort of that he's so 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 obvi- oblivious in his cantankerousness. Just playing the street, man. Yeah. And uh, the idea that like... Again, to me, the, the, this is where I think this movie has a strength. Because 
a lot of times in these stories, like, uh, just go tell somebody, and they can't come up with a good reason why they can't tell somebody. But I love that they're, they're, they think, well, they're not going to believe us. I don't believe us. <laughs> <laughs> they talk through it. Right. Who are we going to tell about these killer clowns from outer space? <laughs> but then they go and But they do it anyway <laughs> because they're not stupid. they got to tell somebody. Because what are you just going to not tell anybody? Uh, yeah. And they go meet Dave. Right. right. Dave, the uh, junior. I'm not sure what his position is force? because it seemed like he. I guess they were. He about seemed the like they were rank. about the same rank of the two police officers in this town. <laughs> I think at some point uh, the, the older guy alludes to like the sheriff coming back, so they may. Oh, he may have okay been out or something. Okay, he might have been out during Killer Clown Week. <laughs> But th- and they tell Dave about the I like I like that scene to me works really well because yeah maybe they should have come up with a better story but I mean what are you going to do so they just tell it and yeah. and Dave's like all right well we got to talk about this this is pretty crazy this is pretty weird right but, but he's Mike not says two people were murdered right so and he already has right. and, and Dave already has a relationship out. with uh, uh, Debbie we find out yes. we find out later in the movie of course that they were ex they were dating at one point love triangle love so triangle sort of so again I like that because it's a simple idea but it's also like well I know this. This lady, young lady, I know she's not the kind of person to make a stupid story up as a gag. Right. <laughs> Be different, you know. So then they, when they head over again, it's not them being it's smart. They drop Debbie off at home, and she takes like a twenty minute, like like she's gone for like a third of the movie taking a shower. It's a long shower. That's that's the, probably the weakest moment in this movie to me. Is it's just like man, yeah, like you don't know what to do with their movie. She's just gone. Yeah, they just hit her for she's just forty minutes or so. Because remember, because I remember you said that when she's coming out of the shower, you're like, "Oh, I forgot." Yeah, she was taking a shower. Right. <laughs> so they do this kind of thing where they're like, "Oh, we're going to be gratuitous," but then they don't really. No, care. no, no. This um, movie is much classier than that. <laughs> this, is a, this is a classy eighty-eight. It doesn't actually, you know, that I think about it, this movie doesn't actually have any titillation, which I find interesting. There's no nudity. It's almost like a family-friendly killer clown movie. Somebody says fuck once. Yeah, yeah. And and there's, I mean, it's violent. I mean, there's a few mildly violent scenes. I mean, there's violence in the sense that the killer clowns are killing people, but it most of it. like a PG-13. Yeah, with the exception of, like, the one guy getting his head popped off. <laughs> right. Which is pretty... But even that sort of played for last, like, they didn't do, like, the spurting blood or anything like that. It's more like... Yeah. It's very, very low-key. Right, right. Um, and the, when the people are in Cotton Candy, you can kind of see their, their bloody kind of faces sometimes. But that's pretty minor. There's a couple of scenes with a little bit of gore in them. Right, a little bit, but not much. Yeah. Um, it's not gratuitous. Right, and there's no gratuitous. It is interesting because I'm so used to, like, 80s movies having, like, the girl whose whole job is to take her top off. Yeah. That, that girl doesn't exist in this movie. feels like the Cheetos were definitely going against type here. Yeah. Maybe, they, maybe they're classy dudes. I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, the more we talk about them, the more I like them. I like these guys. I love this. You know, I think this, this is the only movie that's really on your filmography, as you did. I think you did a good job. Yeah. Right? It's a song. You, we After we watched it, uh, Scott was like, because it was my idea to watch it, and Scott was like, uh, what would you say? He was like, you liked it more than you thought you would? Yes. When we started this, I remember like enjoying Killer Clowns, yeah. but I thought it would be dated more than it was, and I I just liked it more than I thought. I actually I, think it, it's not dated either, and I think partly it helps is that it, it, its soundtrack is not particularly poppy, and I like, too, that, uh, yeah, you know, it's got some of the 80s hair and 80s clothes, oh, sure. but it doesn't overplay it, and also there's no, there's really no aggressively 80s character. 
Yes, and I think a lot of that's due to very tight script. Right. Right. They well, wrote they wrote a well-paced, and I think we probably skipped over that on the pros, but uh, they wrote like a very well-paced story. Yeah, it's So there it's wasn't a lot of time paced. to insert, no. you know, random 80s trope. Right, and even the characters, like, they avoid excessive use of slang, which I think is always smart. Yeah. These characters could exist now. Almost all of them are pretty solid. I mean, yeah. they're all pretty much normal examples. Even the goofy guys, the goofy, like, the I forget the name of the two brothers, the the goofy brothers, they're the closest to get sort of almost like an 80s gag, because they're kind of like, ooh, but, but again, they're not goofy in that way, like, they're just sort of goofy in a, in a goofy sweet way, and it works. Right. Without, there's no, there's no like banker rolling. Yeah. Rolling talking on an 80s cell phone. Right, right. There's, and even, even the vehicles, I mean. Maybe it helps that like most of the vehicles are like the most prominent vehicle is the is the ice cream truck, and those have not changed right. excessively over the years. Well, I think there's no no major focus on right showing scenery. Or, that's true. That, that might part of that might be it. Was that might be budget, budget too, movie. which is actually that's not bad. I mean, that can be that can be strange because because I, I actually think this, I'm with I suggest this movie and I love this movie. But it's been a while since I saw it, and when I watched it the second time, I was like, I mean, this this time, I was like, this is actually even better than I thought it was, because it's it's not boring, yeah. it's paced well, and it's creative. There's another movie that I think did very well because of a tight budget, uh, Equilibrium. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love Equilibrium. Uh, which is, that director went on to make some other movies Yeah. after he'd made Equilibrium, which turned out to be fairly su- successful. Right. So he had more of a budget. Well, didn't he, like, and, didn't he do Ultraviolet? Yeah. Which I like... In principle, there's a lot of cool things in Ultraviolet, but the story, I'm like, man, get out of my way, man, story. Like, Ultraviolet has that great part where she has, like, the gravity thing. Yeah, I love that. And then she gets rid of it. I'm like, why'd you get rid of that thing? It's the coolest thing in the movie. <laughs> Ultraviolet was a mess. It's a mess. It felt, it was a hot mess. It's a mess. Because, um, again, I think you're right when you, he had, a, he's really, he's really good at creative, the action stuff. Right. But it gets, it gets messy when you have too much plot and when you're kind of bound by that constraint, which I think is actually a really good thing. I think a lot of bad movies in general and bad stories in general are not bound by constraints. I have this rule of, uh, uh, on like a lot of times when writers want to write, like writers who write movies or television, write comic books for the first couple of stories, they have a really hard time writing a good one because basically they can do whatever they want because they know an artist can draw it and they go nuts. They're like kids <laughs> in a candy store. Joss Whedon uh, for the first I'm not a huge fan of the Buffy comics that they keep doing, but the first story arc for that is nuts. Like, hmm. at one point, Dawn becomes a giant monster. It's just, he goes nuts. And I know it's because after years of working on television, it was like, so I can just say, the universe blows up and you'll draw it. Yeah, we'll draw it. Oh, well, the universe blows up. <laughs> yeah, it's and still like it's, two frames of the comic. <laughs> too, it's so hard to do. And I think that sometimes, the, so that's a, a strength. And I do think that's probably a strength for yeah. Well, I was listening to the director's track of Equilibrium, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of parts where he says, I didn't really want to do it this way, Yeah, but we couldn't afford the yeah. effects, so we just like added a glow here. Yeah. Like, well, that, it works. It works. <laughs> it works. Uh, and even the, I mean, that's the whole thing. We could talk, Equilibrium's a great movie. I love I love that movie. Yeah. It's like 1984 if it was awesome. <laughs> 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 It'd be like, it'd like I love Big Brother. <laughs> To death. And then he pulled out his guns. <laughs> the, the little smirk. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love... I'm getting not to get off topic, but like uh, Equilibrium, I saw that in the theaters knowing nothing about it. I literally oh, yeah. 
so uh, I was working at UPS at the time, and I was in the break room for two seconds, and there was just like a shot of like Christian Bale flipping, and it's an <laughs> equilibrium, and I was like, I don't know anything about this movie, and then that move weekend, I was like, my mom and I were going to go see a movie, and I was just like, well, do you want to see equilibrium? I don't know anything about it, but there's flipping in it. <laughs> So we went to see it, and it's such a rare experience to see a movie without knowing anything about it. So, like, it opens up, and I have no idea about any of this stuff. Like, I'm not prepared for anything that's going on in this movie. And, like, so when they have those scenes, like, there's that scene in Equilibrium where where, this could be – we just talk about this all day. Now, where he finds that secret room, and it's got all the tacky junk, (laughs) and he's moved to tears. And it's just like, holy crap, movie, you've convinced me that this tacky junk is so beautiful. (laughs) And that whole story about his process, I'm like, oh, he's not taking his pills. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> I did not know anything. And it was um, the only other movie I've ever had. I've had some other ones. I had one called Bad Moon, which is a werewolf movie that I loved. But again, there's a twist in that movie. I don't want to give it away. Uh, maybe we'll have that one on sometime. It's a great movie. It's, it's just a werewolf movie. But there's a twist in it that works. And I didn't know because I didn't know anything about it. And there's another one called Outlander, which is a retelling of Beowulf with a John, John, Jay. John Caviezel, John Jacob the, the guy who played uh, Jesus in Jesus Chainsaw Massacre. Um, <laughs> that doesn't help me. <laughs> well, it's not Jesus Chainsaw Massacre. It's the last ten, the the Passion of the Christ. Oh, but I tend to call okay. it that because I'm a hipster and we do that. We make fun of that. But in that movie, he played Jesus. That but was, he played, that was too cool for me. Yeah, there's a movie <laughs> called. Well, a friend of mine came up with that, and uh, in that one, he plays Beowulf. And so again, I just I didn't know anything about it. I just knew it's like Outlander. Okay, we'll see it. And again, starts with the ship crashing. A guy comes out. He meets some Vikings, and I'm just like, "Wait, there's a, oh, there's a monster <laughs> on the ship too." And it was like, "This is Beowulf, but with the alien." <laughs> it's a really good movie, and it was so unique because I didn't like when the monsters like, "Oh, they're teasing the monster." Well, normally you see the preview for a movie, you're done. It's like I already know what the monster looks like. Right. This one, I was like, "I don't know what this thing looks like." What did it look like? <laughs> it was really interesting, and like a character would be introduced, and I'm like, "Well, I know he's gonna die because I saw that preview where he gets killed." I didn't know any of that. It was really interesting. Maybe you should stop watching previous. Uh, I wish I could. But you can't. You go to a movie, you're like, it's, it's rare to go to a movie you don't know anything about, right. and it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because, yeah. Um, so it's a unique thing. Okay, back to Killer Clowns. <laughs> Is that what we were talking about? Yes. <laughs> All right, so where were we? We were at the uh, part where they go and they get the cop, Mike. I mean, right, they right. go, uh, um, Dave. They talk to Dave. Right. And um, the other guy's there. What's his name? Uh, Mooney, Sheriff Mooney, <laughs> right? Who's just a again? Uh, John Vernon is awesome in this part. Like, he is angry every single time. There's an interlude where people get captured by clowns. Well, there's an interlude earlier in the movie where like two young punks off the street. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he's setting up like the classic. I hate these kids. Yeah, <laughs> like the kids look like punks, but they're actually really nice, <laughs> which makes me kind of sad when they die later. Yeah. Because I was like, they're actually nice kids. Yeah, they're perfectly reasonable. They're like, yeah, it's our town too. Like like, like wearing earrings, which like when, rebellious like, back in the right. day. Right. Well, like Dave's, because Dave's like, well, why don't you guys just drink on campus? And they're like, hey, it's our town too. They're like, they just want to walk in the park and enjoy a bottle of wine. <laughs> These guys are gay in my mind. But maybe not. Maybe they're just heterosexual life buddies. That's I'm okay with it either. One of the cons I had with the movie was that, that scene where he um, makes some kind of homophobic comment. Yeah. Because it's very much of its time. Yeah. There's not a lot of that in this movie, though, which right. is good. That's like the... I think it's the exception. Yeah. Here's yeah. the rule yeah. for this movie. This movie's pretty pretty inclusive. Debbie Debbie doesn't have much of a role, which is kind of, I think, my only real like disappointment. 
she doesn't really accomplish a lot. She's mostly just yeah. there to be a hostage. Um, yeah, I mean that's another. But to be fair, neither does uh, thing of its time. Neither about. does uh, Mike. Really, the only guy <laughs> who does anything is Dave. And the yeah. brothers, and the two brothers, they do some stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Mostly, it's just stuff happening to them, right? You know, because it's like uh, the brothers, the the two, the ice cream brothers do some stuff, and and uh, and Dave. But Mike and so even you know I mean uh, yeah so Mike and the Debbie, Terenzi brothers the Terenzi brothers <laughs> uh, Mike and Debbie kind of just wander around get in trouble. <laughs> but to be fair, the clowns are the focus of this. I mean, they, they, we spend a lot of time with the clowns. Right. Not too much that they get boring because it's not like okay, it takes forever. They don't spend forever dragging out a gag. It's a good balance of yeah. like clown scenes to yeah. you know Scooby Doo. <laughs> and they and they don't they don't this scene drags out. I love that they don't let them play. You know, like in the pizza scene. Like, it's literally like pizza, and then pops out, <laughs> zaps the girl. That's it. You know what I mean? It's not like they're not like... Some movies, either because of budget constraints or because of their own obsession with their cleverness or they're just killing time, it's like, drag it out. This one's like, okay, you got it. Here's the gag. We did it. Yeah. It's done. Let's move on. And that's this thing doesn't drag out on that. No. Very mm-hmm. well paced. Uh, so they're telling the cop, you know, there's a couple murders. He doesn't really believe them about the clowns, but they go out to, to look. Yeah. And the tent is gone. Yes, <laughs> yes. The, 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 the big holy ground. But again, you're not going to necessarily think aliens right. if you're not. So uh, Dave arrests Mike. Right. <laughs> puts him in the back. Which is a reasonable thing. He gave him a shot. Sure. It wasn't like he was just a jerk. <laughs> He's not even a jerk to him. He's just like, okay, that's enough. Right. I don't know what to do with you yet. They don't say much about the big symmetrical hole in the ground. No, no. Whatever. Whatever. So they, they drive back up to uh, make out point. For some reason. I'm not really clear on that. Just to check things out. Because he's a good cop. He's doing his job. He's doing his due diligence. Which is good. Yeah, that's true. Right? He's like, right. okay, let's check it out. Fair enough. Which is what I like. He's a, he's a good cop. You know, so many times in movies or stories, you make the guys incompetent who aren't the hero. Now, in case yeah. Dave sort of is our hero. But, but you know, very most people are like not stupid. as Again, when you get killed by a killer clown <laughs> and you drop your guard, at the same time, it's like, well, it's a... It's a clown, you know. <laughs> Nothing he's doing is unreasonable, right? It's like, well, it's kind of a creepy guy. It's, a cl- it's not like you know. Again, if a xenomorph walks up to you and is like, <laughs> in the middle of the street, you're like, ah, cl-. no, you run away. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> if you stand there while a xenomorph is coming at you, even if it's got a balloon, you're still an idiot. There's a lot of in the beginning of the movie. There's a lot of scenes where the clowns are just walking around the streets, yes. and people are not right really freaking out because they look. Kind of humanoid, right? And you're certainly <laughs> not going like to think they're just monsters, be a guy in a suit right? Something. Yeah, yeah. They look like they look like monsters once you know what they are. But at right. the worst, you're just like, well, that's kind of a weird clown. Yeah, yeah. Kids these days, kids these days. And then, uh, and this is where I, I really like again the movie. It's like when when Dave finds the you know he finds the cotton candy, right? So the, and he finds Christopher Titus's and... glasses, Christopher <laughs> Titus. We did not recognize the first going. We recognize in the credits. No. And he's and he's like, well, there's something weird going on here. So he, what does he do? He goes, he lets lets Mike out. Let's Mike out, and he's like, we're gonna go check this out. Right? There's something to what you've been saying. Right? There's something weird going on. I mean, I believe the whole clowns thing yet, <laughs> but I definitely believe something weird's going on. Right? One of the cars is covered in cotton candy. Yeah, and there's glasses, and there's nobody here. Nobody at Makeout Point, <laughs> which is like top of the world. I think that was the name of the location yeah. in the story, which I like. It gives a little colorful little color. Sure. Yeah. And nobody ever stops and says, spot. top of the world, the make-out point. Yeah. You know they're not I mean? hitting you over the head with no, anything. There's some, <laughs> I, I hate to say subtle, but it's subtle because I've seen other parts where it's just like, stop spelling it out. I got it. 
Because the first time you hear it is where it was that Debbie says, we were at top of the world. And then later on, Dave's like, oh, top of the world, huh? (laughs) He's upset. (laughs) But that's because he knows what's going on. It's where you go to sort of make out with your maybe gay boyfriend. (laughs) 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 You know, Uh, give Mike time to find himself. (laughs) He might not be gay. He just may not know it yet. You know what I mean? It's tough. You don't know where you're at sometimes in life. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe he's just not into Debbie. You think about that? Huh? <laughs> uh, what else? Talk about some of the killings that oh, they sure. did. Like, sure, sure. I, this is the start. So, like you were saying earlier, the physics. Yeah. they bring a pizza to somebody's house. Yeah. Clown pops out of the pizza box somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kills a girl in lingerie, which is about as gratuitous as the About as gratuitous as you get. And even then, it's, it's pretty minor. I mean, yeah. it's like there's a shadow puppet. Bit which oh, comes a little yeah, later than the scene, but the I really like that a lot because it's actually pretty clever. Yeah, the clown shows up at the bus stop. And he's yeah. making shadow puppets, and they're progressively getting more like intricate. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's cute. Like where he makes like the the George Washington thing. Yeah, he and makes, like the belly like, dance. George Washington, the the river. Yeah, <laughs> which they know about for some reason. Well, the clowns. We have the theory that the clowns. Even the movie posits some theories about the clowns. Our personal theory well, is that the clowns <laughs> stole the idea from us. <laughs> Well, that's not my theory. But oh, that's we'll, my we'll theory. That. Oh, you have a theory? Oh, boy. I can't wait to hear this guy. So he's making the shadow puppets, and he makes a shadow puppet that... The dinosaur. Eats, right. A dinosaur that eats all the people in the bus stop. And then he puts them in the right in the, the popcorn bag, which is full of basically baby killer clowns. At some point, we established the popcorn is a baby, baby killer clown. Which is pretty scary. The, the end of the shower scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which what's the, her face? The, <laughs> <with> Debbie. <laughs> Debbie. <laughs> the interminable shower, shower scene. And there's some little, like, clown heads on his Yeah, yeah. Those are kind of scary. Those are kind of creepy. I yeah. those are kind of... And actually... The most expensive effects that. That... And this is the word of the part we talk about, I think, the movie genuinely being creepy. Because when he makes the shadow puppets, you see that he somehow shrank the people and put them in his hand. Because you can yeah. hear them. Yeah. And then he opens the bag and he tosses them in. And you're not really quite sure yet. Because I don't think they've established maybe at that stage. Or maybe have. But I'm like, he basically so. just threw these people into a pit... Of ravenous killer clown babies. That's friggin' terrifying. Also, truly inefficient. Because he shrunk them down. (laughs) He just wants to kill people. Which is what these clowns want to do. They want to kill people, clearly. You know, not just for food. They also enjoy their work. Which reminds me of, uh, uh, I don't know what part uh, exactly this happens. But the one scene that I find genuinely disturbing in this movie is uh, with the one clown trying to lure the girl out from the pizza parlor. Yeah. Which is kind of... Almost not quite in sync with the rest of the movie, because and I, we talked about it during the movie. Yeah, like that's that the, the clown that's particularly vindictive. <laughs> that's the clown because because he's not even like trying to get her to make her into food. Right, he's got a big he's got a giant mallet, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, he's trying to lure this girl out to smash her face in. What is that for fun? <laughs> yeah, I'm like too far, killer clown, too far. <laughs> Right, so he's beckoning the girl to the door, yeah, and you know somebody intervenes and doesn't he doesn't wind up killing the little. But girl. he's really upset by it too. <laughs> right. Like I'm, I'm thinking like I get the clown clowns are kind of vicious, but I'm willing to bet that's the clown that everyone was like, oh man, too far, too far. <laughs> Bapo, Bapo, no. <laughs> Who invited that guy? Right, he's the guy you're stuck with him for like thirty million light years. <laughs> Dude, can I come along? I totally will help get the. I'm going to totally, like, smash a girl's face in. <laughs> we don't need that. We, we want food, Bapo. 
Yeah, well, I'll, uh, I'll cotton candy her afterwards, I guess. <laughs> They're like, well, his dad knows somebody. <laughs> yeah, you know, his dad knows somebody. <laughs> so that's the genuinely, and a little bit weird, but genuinely creepy. I mean, I was, I, I knew I'd already seen the movie, and I remembered the girl was not brained. <laughs> but just the notion that there's this clown who's just, the other ones are just doing their job and having fun, and this guy's just sitting in the playground going like, He's doing it. He's going full it. <laughs> He's going full Pennywise. It's not a big distinction because they're all pretty bloodthirsty. Yes, but but they're they're having but this fun, guy is right? None of them just eat some. Like you don't see like none of the clowns when they kill somebody. It's 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 almost like Joker esque. It's a gag, <laughs> or it serves a purpose. Think about it. It's the only one. It's like what purpose is he serving my brain this little girl? Because later on in the scene. With the security guard where they kill the security guard with the pies. <laughs> which is a great bit. Oh, I yeah. I love that bit. It's very much... Yeah, an, that's definitely that an homage to the Three Stooges. <laughs> like, that's done well. But it's also kind of scary. But it's like... The clowns are setting up a gag. Because they could have just immediately killed that guy. But instead, they're like, we're going to do our gag. Because yeah. that's what we do with clowns. What are you boys going to do with those pies? <laughs> and then he just gets filled with death pies. Which is funny and tragic. <laughs> Right, it keeps going until it's completely covered with pies, which are apparently acidic. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, and then they put that cherry on it. Because <laughs> they're killer clowns. There um, are clown laws that they're following. That's right. They enjoy their work, except for Bapo, who's just a cold-blooded son of a bitch. <laughs> right. Bapo's an sociopath. Yeah, sociopath. <laughs> that's why they send him out of outer space, maybe. <laughs> Maybe clown, maybe clown utopia. Maybe clown society is a utopia, and they send these guys off. These are the worst of the worst. This is like their Australia. They send, they send not now. Australia is a lovely place now, but I don't want people to think I'm equating Australia with killer clowns. There's a lot of extended universe theory for killer clowns. Yes. <laughs> Mind your purse. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> all right, so they, they go back. Australia, we love you. <laughs> right. They go back because Dave and Mike, he 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 sends Mike off just because well, he needs to get rid of him. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Dave, they, they see the guy, the shadow puppet guy. Right. Right. So Dave the cop finally sees people getting eaten by the Yeah. And he immediately is like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They try to run it over, and the clown, right. again, yeah, he's done. Well, Mike does, because he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Dave's the level-headed guy. He is. Right. He is. Dave's but like, to be fair, okay, he's law enforcement. He should be. <laughs> right. Mike's untrained to deal with killer clowns. <laughs> again, very logical characters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When somebody behaves stupidly in this movie, it, it makes sense. It's not because they're just stupid. All right, so I guess we should digress into clown theory for a second. Okay, clown theory, all right. <laughs> so your theory is that um, our clowns, the, the, the clowns from outer space are model on our clowns. <laughs> so that they came some time before. Or they intercept, interceptor transmissions or whatever, something right. like that. Yeah. So our clowns were like, hey, that's kind of, I like that. Yeah. Let's all be clowns. Right. <laughs> what's, your, what's your theory? I, I, it's kind of, it's flipped, basically. <laughs> They inspired us. That the clowns existed and came to our planet, and then at some point, you know, they were there's some major interaction with humanity. Well, Mike does say that during the one scene where they're walking. Mike's like, maybe they came ancient astronauts. They do say that. 
I, you know what? I just this is this is another thing I wanted to talk about. Oh a boy! All oh, right, it feels like some movies were inspired by Killing Clowns. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of a Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have this clown technology. It's pretty much the same thing. We wouldn't have. The clown technology we have today, unless aliens would visit. You, you nailed it. I think you nailed it. What a bunch of hacks. Hollywood's been ripping off killer clowns for years. So think about that. <laughs> Next time you're... Your Chiodo brothers need to sue some people. <laughs> oh, another scene here. Um, there were some bikers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The midget clown. There's, and this is where... Kind of midget clown. And this is a case where... I'm on the clown side. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because right. I love that scene. So the little clown rides up on a strike. <laughs> <laughs> and the bikers are, you know, giving him a hard time. Yeah. And it winds up with one of the bikers smashing his bike. Right. After, and the clown's really genuinely upset. It's like, <laughs> it wasn't like he was setting him up. It's almost like, I'd like to believe in my backstory for this clown. That he was like, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of being the killer clown. I want to just fit in with some cool people. I want to have fun. They'll oh, leave. I'll hang out here. Now, that's probably not true. It definitely seemed like that. But he showed up, and he was he was really upset. He's yeah. like, they show him cl- crying. Some different clowns have, like, different personalities. Right, right. Oh, yeah, there was definitely more sadistic clowns. <laughs> like, Boppo. Like, Boppo. Well, like, and there's that... Is that the same... I don't think Boppo... Is Boppo the same clown that was... Gets uh, Sheriff Mooney? Or is that the different clown? I, I feel uh, like it was the same. Because that guy is, like you said, he's even messing with Mooney. He's even like, he's <laughs> yeah. he's not doing it in like a fun way. <laughs> he's really out to screw that guy. Well, anyway, the bike scene. Right, right. Uh, the the little clown punches the guy's head. Right. <laughs> right. I feel... He, he earned it. And all I could think the whole time is what? Terminator 2 was based on this, <laughs> this scene from Killer Clowns. <laughs> <laughs> well, but Terminator 2. <laughs> it's not exactly the same scene, but a lot of it. <laughs> Very similar. Chiodo Brothers, you guys, you need to sue some people. Mooney gets killed. <laughs> well, yeah, but after Eventually. after a long scene where the clown's messing with him. Yeah. Really messing with him. Right. This is another part where the clowns seem to know a lot about the people who live in this town. <laughs> Well, the clown was definitely came in knowing this guy was he was ready to mess with this guy. Yeah, does like a bunch of gags on him, and then and this is where the poor two, Mooney, two guys, the two guys who meet. That's and right. His hands come off. That's right. And it's this like is, all right, smart guy. Right. Uh, and like those are where you have, and then he knocks Mooney out after he gets thrown in the jail cell. Yeah. And then and this is where those two guys have that that, that line. What are you in for? That's a cute line. <laughs> Sad. I miss those guys. I'm like that's they made me care about those guys. I care more about those characters. Like, you can blow up a million people in a movie, and I'll be like, who cares? All of Alderaan, who cares? I don't know any of those people. But these two guys, right? whose names I don't even remember. It took all about a minute to set that up. Right. I'm like, they're nice guys. They just want to enjoy some wine. <laughs> then, and then, so, uh, Dave comes back, and there's that foreshadowing about, like, I'm not, you're not going to make a dummy out of me. Sheriff Mooney says that. Yeah. And this is, a, I feel like, another genuinely creepy moment in this movie, <laughs> where Psycho Clown, Bapo is like talking with using uh, Sheriff Mooney as the, the ventriloquist dummy. But he says that line really, it's like there's this pause. This is like one of the few pauses in the movie. And the clown, the, the, Sheriff Moon, Moon, Moody dummy leans forward and goes like, don't worry, Dave, we just want to kill you. In like a really flat tone. 
And then, like, the dummy, like, the clown throws the dummy aside, and his hands are all red because he's been, <laughs> he's in his guts. And then the clown's, like, gets up and is, like, pushes the desk aside. And, and it's, like, slowly marking forward, like, almost like, like Jason Voorhees kind of style. Oh, yeah. And our hero's shooting him. Classic. Uh, yeah, I was like, classic horror movie. That's a classic moment. I'm like, that, I, I think it's it's a good, it's a good, well shot scene. And then that's when we find out they had all the tropes. They used them very well. Used them the right very times. well. And I think it's a deliberately scary scene. Like it's a deliberate scary scene, played with even though it's weird, it's not played for laughs. And then what kills the clown? <laughs> Getting shot in the nose. <laughs> Getting shot in the nose kills the clown, and the clown erupts in a cloud of glitter, which <laughs> yeah. is cool. I like that. Nose explodes off his face first. It's yeah, a weird kind of. Yeah. And then they spin yeah, around like a, like a top. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. And then so then Debbie gets kidnapped by a clown who knows her name. Yeah, and this is interesting at first. Does the clown know her name? Yeah, because remember he's like uh, Debbie. It's me, Mike. Oh yeah. So the clown. Another Terminator Two thing. <laughs> <laughs> the clown speaks with Mike's voice. That's He's right. Like, Debbie, it's me. Let That's me right. <laughs> and there's the bit where she opens the door, and then I love it where she walks over. She's like trying to get away, and then like she's gonna jump out the window, <laughs> and the clowns are there with a trampoline. I mean, like a, a catch, a net, and I'm like, "That's cute." It's because it's, it's a classic clown joke, but it's also kind of like it's oh, well, you're screwed. You're screwed. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> You're done. And they put her in the balloon. Right. Which doesn't make a lot of sense at first. Cause right. Because you don't see... They this, killed the, everybody else. You right? don't see... Yeah. Because there's balloons, but you don't get to see any of... Like, there are other balloons, but she's the first character you see ballooned. I think that's a weakness yeah. on the script. I will go get a strike because right. it makes it it makes it seem strange. If other people were ballooned, and they are, but if we saw it, it'd just be like, okay, well, she's ballooned. It's not that weird. They ballooned some people. They caught candy some yeah. people. If they ballooned somebody earlier. Yeah. That's all it takes is one. That would have been... Just seeing, even just not, seeing walking down so the street dark. with those balloons and not knowing what was in it, you when you see it, you'd know what it was. Right. Yeah. So she's still alive in the balloon, of course, because she's the main character. <laughs> they take her somewhere. They take her. Well, the uh, 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 Mike and the the brothers. What are their names again? The the Terenzi brothers. The Terenzi brothers. They start chasing him in the car. Yes. Right. And she's in so the they, balloon. Right. They drive up as they're taken off with Debbie. Yeah. And a chase scene ensues. <laughs> right, it's not a bad chase. I mean, it's a simple chase scene. It's sure. not too not fancy. Uh, and then, and then, uh, Sheriff again, uh, probably as much as the budget allowed. Yeah. There, <laughs> and then Sheriff Dan shows up. There's a car, little fender bender. Yeah, then they, they get they in the ice cream truck. truck. Yeah, the ice cream truck, and they go, and they're like, "Where are they? They lost them, but they know where they are." Right, they're at the amusement park. Classic Obviously. clown logic. Where would a clown go? That's right. <laughs> and so when they get there, like right away, yeah, they don't waste any time. Uh, so thirteenth warrior. <laughs> Where would a bear be? <laughs> Basics. So Scott's new theory. Right. Scott's new theory is there's not the hero's journey. There's the killer clown from outer space <laughs> journey. <laughs> it's like it's like all those the, stories that are actually Odyssey. <laughs> blew up the Death Star. That's like blowing up the clown spaceship. I've seen that. <laughs> what a ripoff. Well, I think Star Wars came first. No, I think that's what I'm saying is this is the primeval force that spread throughout the past and the future. <laughs> well, that's clearly ridiculous. Clearly. It echoes throughout time. 
<laughs> if only Campbell was alive today, he would explain it to us in better terms. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> they go to the uh, amusement park. Right. There was a scene earlier where the card gets pied. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's the, again, that's a classic scene. I love so that scene. A... I love that scene. What are you going to do with those pies, boys? <laughs> There's there's a pile of guard by the entrance. Yeah, that's right. Four guard, four guard. <laughs> One of the Trinzy brothers like sticks his fingers. Oh up yeah, yeah. And then they show the bone, so you you know that he's dead. I was pretty sure he was dead, but they wanted to make sure you knew these are not these are not these clowns don't mess around. <laughs> Except for Bapo, who messes around too much. So then they get in the spaceship, which um, is pretty much just black rooms with a few bits and pieces for the budget, yeah. which work okay. They go on pretty uneventfully and find uh, Debbie. Well, for this movie, I mean, it's not it's not too long. Yeah, it's not like it's not like twenty minutes. Of, I've seen some sci-fi movies. I've seen some sci-fi movies where they wander around for twenty movie minutes. It's like guys stop walking in these freaking woods. Have something happen. Well, they've been in that tent before, right? So Mike's like, okay, I know where to go. Right. So they go, and that's they when they post Debbie. clown theory. Their own clown theories. <laughs> yeah, they find Debbie. The the brothers get separated for a little bit. And we see that there's other balloon people. Right. Um, and there's a moment where you're like... I'm upset because they rescue Debbie. Because they just ignore everybody. Right, because they rescue Debbie. And then there's other balloons. And I was like, well, that kind of sucks if you're in a balloon. Yeah. You're cotton candy. You're dead. But, but they, then, they actually do mention it. Right. So Dave's like, well, I want to help these other people. But the clowns then the clown show up. up. To, He's like, we have to help these other people. And then the clowns show up. take off. Right, right. So there's a chase through the... Right. Which is pretty normal. Taking out some clowns, shooting them in the yeah, nose. That's right. Shooting them in the nose. Uh, and, and they run through the, the clown. And then eventually, they get the, when they get to that part where they're surrounded by the clowns. When we get to it. Oh, they get surrounded by the clowns. And then the Terenzi brothers show up. Yeah, they bust through the, the wall. Save the day, bust through the wall. They're uh, clown. Right. And somehow. I don't know if the, we mentioned this. Their ice cream truck is a, a right, clown. Right, a clown on top, top of it. it. <laughs> oh, I, this, is, this is way too late to mention it, but I. I, I'm not really enamored of the uh, fat girls like ice cream joke. <laughs> yeah. It's a little weak. This is one it's of the it's all right, but it's 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 one of the weaker jokes, I think. And one, I think it's one of the more obvious jokes. I always have a problem with like my wife has this phrase, uh, "low hanging fruit," where it's just like, yeah. and I'm like, it's like eh, I get it, but you don't. You I mean, th- to be fair, even though they are the fat girls, they 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 aren't giving in. <laughs> Yeah, they just want the ice. Like you know, you don't get, you don't it's get. Kind of empowering, not, yeah, I guess. yeah, I guess empowering. Um, but anyway, we're, so we're not gonna go, give it up for ice cream. That's right, we're not gonna give it up for ice cream. Not the Terenzi brothers. Come on, man. <laughs> There's a part in there where the uh, Terenzi brothers encounter some female clowns. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's with the inflatable breasts. <laughs> it's implied that they made up, but also there's there's signs of a struggle because their right. their clothes are a little beat up too, yeah. and they've got the big lipstick on it, which is cute. It's right. kind of a cute gag. Another part where nobody's too on the nose, right? So to speak. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't <laughs> like what happened. They don't even mention it. It's more like well, we saw the bit, and then we just yeah. when they show up, we know what happened. You make your own conclusion, right? Right. <laughs> so then they're surrounded by the clowns. They get away from yeah. the, basically the clowns, and then the the giant clown appears, the mega clown, right? And which what is I was really gonna, good. What I was going to say is again, it seems like the last scene from Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Get away from her, you bitch. <laughs> if, if only they had like a, a power... Ah, I would have totally killed for a power fighter thing. Like somebody fighting a giant mega clown in a uh-huh. power lifter. That would be pretty sweet. That would be pretty sweet. Right? Just uh, didn't have the budget for it. That's right. 
Because you're right, it just show up, and it's that moment where it's like, oh crap, <laughs> things are going wrong. So everybody gets out, uh, except Dave. The Trinity Brothers ice cream truck blows up. Right, blows up, <laughs> and you think they're dead. But it's established early on, they always land on their feet. <laughs> More foreshadowing. They are like uh, Venture Brothers, the henchmen, the, the two henchmen that Venture Brothers have. <laughs> Everybody's stealing from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Because they... They can get stuff done. I don't know if we said this, but it seems like the whole town has been murdered. Yeah, that's the part. Well, they even say at one point, the whole town's dead. And I'm like, that's a lot of people to feel like. Like, they couldn't kill like a couple of, like a hundred? No, it looks like they got the whole town. I don't think, maybe they're exaggerating, but it sure seemed like there's a lot. A lot of cotton candy in there. Yeah, there's a lot of dead people. But that's kind of a dark moment. But we'll just skip that. We'll just skip that. It's no big deal. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then the they they get off the ship, uh, uh, Dave, uh, Mike and Debbie, and then Sheriff Dave, Dave Dave fights the Mega Clown, which is actually pretty good. I really like the Mega Clown. Like I thought that part where he throws the ice cream truck was a pretty good effect. Yeah, it worked pretty well. Decent. I was like, I felt like it, it felt powerful. Like it felt like this thing was a really dangerous thing. Yeah. For an eighties movie, yeah, it was, yeah, it was definitely. And even the shot, I mean, a lot of it's well the shot done. well done because it's like shot from below. Right, but kill him. You know, it's not giant, but it feels it's powerful. Not a metal model or something. Yeah, yeah, it feels really powerful. They, they did it right. Yeah, and um, and then and then this is where Dave, Sheriff Dave, our hero, kills the killer clown by using his sheriff's badge to pop its nose, which apparently was basically a balloon. <laughs> basically a balloon. Well, you know, it's the classic alien thing. To me, again, this is classic because it's like aliens always have some really like. Like, especially in the classic old movies, they have some really obvious weakness. They can destroy the world, but they can't have, like, they can't figure out germ theory. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, you know, or it's like seawater. Water. Right. Seawater. <laughs> seawater? That's a stupid weakness to have. They didn't know that their one weakness. There's no way that they came, like, interstellar distances and didn't know what water was. <laughs> Well, it's the same way, like, I always think of, uh, I like, I like War of the Worlds fine. I think the classic story is great. Yeah. But I just love the idea that we still make the movie, like, like the, when the Tom Cruise one, which it was, I found kind of boring, but also really annoying because they were not showing the aliens, which was really annoying. But there's that part where it's just like, so wait, they came here millions of years ago, left spaceships, have been, they were super advanced back then. They go right. back to Mars. They don't understand germ theory. <laughs> I'm like, I'd even argue, like, oh, well, maybe Mars doesn't have germs. Okay, fine. I don't know what, what sure. Mars has. That's, but that's they've been studying right? Earth. They've gotten to a point where they eradicate right. disease or right. something. Right. It's a different biology. Who knows? Right. But Earth, they've, like, in the original story, well, they haven't been to Earth before. But in the remake with Tom Cruise, they'd clearly been here. <laughs> we had germs back then. You could look it up. You know, right. do some research. They should be dead already. Right. They're just, like, in the ground. <laughs> so that, that, that always bothered me about that movie. So in this case, like, the idea that they had this really obvious weakness in their face... Fits really well with the cliche, and also it's like it's not something that they, like they know they have. So it's I mean they right. have they know they have it, but it's not like they're they wandered to Earth and be like oh seawater oh I forgot about that. <laughs> right, they just want to wipe out the suburban town. Right, they're just here yeah. for uh, as the Terenzi brothers say, we're just for something for a bite to eat. <laughs> and that moment is actually played for as like a dark moment where because uh, Sheriff Dave is like okay no more talking because he's he's suddenly like. <laughs> That all we are is meal. This very—it's a very H.P. Lovecraft Cthulhu-esque moment for me. That oh, there's yeah. things coming down. They have no because he says that. Why don't they want to talk? Why don't they want to? It's like they're not here to engage with you. You are beneath them. You yeah. are food. Right. You're playthings, and that's very scene. Cthulhu-esque. There's another scene where the uh, clown 
puts the silly straw into one of the um, cotton candy cocoons and is drinking. Yeah, he's the, drinking the, the life fluid from the... I mean, it's clear. That's what they're there for. The goo that the people have turned into. <laughs> the precious goo. Anyway, I, I don't know if we mentioned this, but while this fight's happening, the, the tent has taken off. Right. It's left the ground. It starts taking off. And it, and it is and it's a big top. A big top. I love it because nobody comments on that. As I told you, it's a visual pun. Okay, it's the big top. And it actually fits because right. you think of flying saucers turning, spinning around anyway. Right. Again, classic homage to right. the like the old flying saucer idea. If it's not clear, it's like a spinning top. Right. It's a spinning top. It's the big top. And I think that that's a beautiful... Again, that's a great shot to end oh, on. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's like... Nobody says it. It's like, it's a big top. It's like, stop. Don't explain your joke to me, man. Yeah. Again, Chiodo Brothers right. showed well, great restraint. Even the idea of, like, well, you know, what are you going to do with those pies, boys? That's like classic vaudeville. But they don't have somebody stopping the... Like, there's not a TV in the background, like, playing a vaudeville thing so you know later on. <laughs> it's like, you'll get it. You'll get it. You're cool. And and I, I, I think it's one of the things I like about this movie is I feel like, as silly as it is, it respects my intelligence. It yes. knows I'm following along and I'm paying attention. I feel that way about Starship Troopers, too. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, that's something I wasn't really expecting when we started right. watching this. It's like it's weird to realize that it's actually. Again, I, I I know people won't use this term, but I think it's a smart movie. I think it it respects your audience in a way that not a lot of not every story does. Even a lot of like even blockbusters I like and sometimes you know even mainstream Hollywood movies will sometimes be like, okay, I got it. Don't stop feeding it to me. Yeah, I'll I'll trust you. So I think that's why one of the reasons I like this movie so much is. And why I think it ages so well is I think it's actually a pretty bright, pretty intelligent movie. I mean, it's weird to say that, but being goofy is not the same as being dumb. Yes, I agree. It's very rare to find a movie that is goofy, Mm -hmm. but like you were saying, also isn't just force-feeding you. Right. Well, and you know, humor is so difficult. (laughs) Humor is so difficult because so many many bad comedies, they kind of spell it out and they mistake or or overplay it. Like, even all those... those, uh, like you have Airplane and Naked Gun, those are great movies. But the the ones that come along that are sort of that same genre, their main weakness is they tend to overplay a joke. Yeah. Whereas like Airplane really will be like, okay, here's a joke. Okay, it's gone. <laughs> Did you miss it? Too bad. We're moving on with our lives. <laughs> and that's what I feel like Killer Clowns does. Yeah. You know, like when they all come out of that cl- clown car with the pies, you know what's happening. And the movie's playing it up just right. And then they hit the guy. And there's this long drawn out. It's again, it's, a, it's one of the more drawn out scenes. Because it's the idea of getting hit with the pies, which is funnier the more it goes on. Again, it's a classical homage, but it doesn't stop and, like, again, show the Three Stooges or something. It's like, no, it's a classic scene. Right. It's all in the timing, and they got it right. And the timing, editing is such an important... Again, i got to give credit to the, uh, the, the timing aspect. I mean, the editing. It's really... It, this, especially for a B-movie, this is really well edited, I think. The scenes yeah. don't end at weird times. They don't stretch out too long. That's interesting. I you wasn't know, thinking about it. But it's, it's true. It's a, it's a it's a weird thing I've noticed more and more. Like there'll be where it, it's just got a solid. It, it doesn't go too quick. It doesn't go too slowly. And even sometimes, like with you know, even modern action movies, I find them a little boring. Either because the action's kind of generic, because it's just like, oh, whoa, whoa, I watched Optimus Prime punch five robots I don't know in the face. Who cares? Or it's shot confusingly. It's never shot confusingly in this movie, right? And. Every time, even the the characters that are just side characters, they have like two seconds of screen time. They have like they give them a little personality, like you said, lingerie girl. Yeah, she's just like, oh, pizza, or like you said, there's a well, bus station. Like she thought somebody was playing a prank on her, right? Right, and that comes through very clearly. Right. And then there's bus bus station douchebag. 
Remember when yeah, everyone's, yeah. everyone's enjoying the... <laughs> So the clown gets going with like his first two shadow puppets. <laughs> Which are awesome, by the way. And some jackass in the bus station goes, boo! <laughs> <laughs> Which is perfect, because there's always that guy in the right. crowd. And it's it, like, I'm too cool for this. Right, and it creates that scene where it's like, here's the guy, he, he's, a, he's a person. They're not just like all these people, they're different people. And you give them personality. <laughs> but that's all they did. They it's didn't really stop impressive. and overplay him. It's just that moment where it's like, here's, here's... Right, and then he stops, because the puppets are getting progressively right. better. He's so like, he's oh, kind right, of, like, reluctantly, guess. like, well, I guess that's cool. <laughs> and I think that's a good shot. I think that's a good good example. Yeah. And then the uh, the ship blows up. The, I forget why. <laughs> the clown, the mega clown blew up. I guess he was the power source for the ship. I think it's just because he blew up and he was so powerful. You know, because when they blew up, I think it was just so big that when he blew up, he took out. I'm willing to accept that. (laughs) I think he's just supposed to be that that too much clown power. (laughs) (laughs) Too much clown juice. In the immortal words of the tick, (laughs) I think it was Deflator Mouse who said it, clowns were never meant to be that big. (laughs) (laughs) So the tick also ripped off Killer Clowns from Outer Space. (laughs) Good. This this movie. It all ties back. I see it all now. It's, uh, it's all your, this podcast may never air because we've uncovered the conspiracy. The Illuminati movies. Killer clowns from outer space so much. Um, and then uh, when the, and then like, you know, improv, improvisably, but I'm cool with it because I don't want everybody in this movie to die. Sure. The, the car falls down and Sheriff Dave and the Terenzi right. brothers are in it. One of the clown cars comes right. falling out of the sky. Which established existed, so it was already there. Right. And then they come out. Which, I mean, fine. Yeah, sure. yeah. It's a, it's a tough space clown car. Yeah, yeah. Oh, plus, I mean, I, I'm fine with the sheriff. The sheriff earned his life. I mean, sure. he's, a be- he's, the, he's, he's the character that, you know, the class. Who knows how many more people they could have possibly killed. They cleaned out this town, but they probably could have cleaned out another one. <laughs> There's a genuine question whether all those people were dead. Right. For a little while. Yeah. And then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and, they're obviously not. Right. It's, and then the it's like there's that like classic homage to the fifties again where it's like, is it over? And they're all looking up to the sky. And that was like <laughs> in those old you know, in those movies. Think think about it. In the movies, like the old classics is like then the camera would pan up and it'd be like there'd be the stars and it'd say, mm-hmm. The end question mark. <laughs> but that's not Killer Clowns. Because Killer Clowns ends on a pie game. <laughs> They're looking up to the sky right. for what you were saying, basically. And three pies follows. <laughs> Just a bunch of pies hit him in the face. They look really irritated. And then the mu- music starts. The killer clown thing starts again. And that's the movie. Doesn't wear out its welcome. And it plays it on a good gag. I'm not usually a pie gag guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we looked up the running length of this movie. I don't know. Uh, it's it's pretty the, tight. It's got to be like else. 90 minutes. Yeah, at it wasn't most, long. at most. I mean, it's it's pretty, it's pretty, it's it's not wasting your time. No, and I like that about it. I think we've established it's, it's well written, well yeah. edited. It's, it's very tight. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's it. I mean, I really, I really like this movie. I think it's, I think it's a, a lot of people like it, and that's good. Um, but I think it's not just a. I don't think it's just a silly movie. I think it's actually a really smart, well executed film, especially for the budget and the time. Your thoughts. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, like I was saying, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. I was ready for it to be kind of like a typical B-movie. Yeah. Uh, so I was really surprised by how well written it was. 
is just well executed. Yeah, I think I think that's it. Uh, even now, like uh, yeah, I like I like sure a good B monster movie. I like a good B monster movie, but yeah. but a lot of times, even when they're good, they still have sort of these moments where it's just like, man, you're just killing a lot of time. You're either maybe yeah. you're trying inten- trying to do characterization, but you're not doing it well, or I don't care. Or maybe you're just filling time. you got to fill 20 minutes. Your comment about editing was interesting, because I never really thought about it, yeah. but that's true. A lot of B-movies have scenes that just are not the right length. Right. Or well, they're too short, or they're way too long. Well, like Mystery Science Theater, when they would talk about some of their B, B especially some of their older B-movies, where it's just pad the film, pad the film, <laughs> pad the film. <laughs> like uh, Fireman from Outer Space is one of their classics, like I think second or third season or whatever, and it's just people walking down hallways. Like, yeah. nobody walks to a location without it shown. They're like, oh, let's go here. And they all walk down the hallway. Let's go here. Let's walk down the hallway. It's like, I don't. But it's like, it's not because they think it's important. It's just they got to fill 10 minutes. Yeah. They didn't have enough script. Right. So, well, let's show them walking down this hallway for a minute. And then we'll do this. No one will notice. It's beautiful. No one. It's perfect. It's seamless. No, and this one, this one is not wasting your time ever. Every scene has a purpose, which I like. Every scene accomplishes something. And, and maybe, again, that's just a product well, of budget. Because, well again, when you got to do everything. Yeah. It was well acted for what it was. Yeah. Um, I think you can definitely... Well, like, the the main characters, yeah. Um, uh, uh, who was playing with Mike again? Uh, Grant Kramer. He's probably, like, the most broad of the main cast who plays Mike. Yeah. But even then, he's a he's a pretty solid character actor. And you, I, he was in movies during that time all over the place. Hmm. Uh, usually as a supported character. But it worked. Yeah, um, that's good enough. I think uh, Susan Snyder again. She usually plays a supporting character in the in movies, but she's a good actress enough. And uh, I definitely think uh, and Christopher Titus nailed it. <laughs> I totally believed him when he was drinking generic beer. By the way, remember the <laughs> first we could talk about is the beer, generic beer. I guess uh, they couldn't entice anybody to do a product. Right, placement. right. It was all went towards the Coca Cola money. <laughs> And um, and uh, John Allen Nelson, I thought, and he's the one who probably went on to the most success. He was in Hunk, as I keep mentioning. And uh, he was also in uh, Baywatch. Yes. Uh, I don't think he was a regular, but he was a, a recurring. He might have been like a recurring character or whatever. His character eventually was suffering vision problems. That was really making it hard for him to be a lifeguard. <laughs> don't give me the Baywatch. Don't, don't, look, don't look at me like, that, like I remember that. You stuff. know this. You know this. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, there was the Baywatch Nice episode where they fought a killer clown. No, but that would have been awesome. <laughs> and then I think uh, John Vernon is, is just nails it. I think John everything great. <laughs> everything John Vernon does is like I, it makes me. I, I wondered if we're talking. It's like is he that cantankerous in real life? <laughs> was he that, or was he just acting? I'd like to believe he was just acting. Uh, I'd like you to be like, "Hey, I'm John so. Vernon. How's it going?" <laughs> yeah. Good. How you doing, John? I'm expecting him to jump out at me, you know, be obnoxious, and he's just yeah. like, "Hey, nice to meet you. It's a pleasure working with you." <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess that wraps up our thoughts on uh, Killer Clowns. Do you have any yeah. final thoughts? Um, I think we already said. All right, I think this movie is well regarded, but I think it should be regarded better than it is, and that fits our mission statement. <laughs> I agree. All right, this squarely fits the, the save the movie save theme, the movie theme if there is one. <laughs> All right, and then next time we will do. Oof, this one's long. <laughs> that's all right. Well, you will. It's a, we'll figure it out. I mean, uh, I guess we don't technically have a deadline here. That's true. Uh, it's longer than I thought it would be. Uh, next time will be Deep Blue Sea. Yes. Which I like. I have some problems with Deep Blue Sea. Uh, not a lot. I actually like it quite a bit. And there's one reason why. Spoiler alert, LL Cool J. 
uh, and I'll he explain his, next time. He mainly brought his star power to them. I'm just saying, there's, there's, there's. I'll talk about it next time. I don't want to spoil it now. But it's really interesting. There's the moment in this movie that, L, that wins me over, and it's, it's an LG L- Cool J moment. Hmm. Um, and it's actually really interesting that I'll, I'll talk about it later next time. But really interesting. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, old for un- later. Until then, <laughs> he was Scott. <laughs> he was Lee. <laughs> and we saved the movies.